Good morning, 9.05 on the dot at the Morning's Lone Star Studios. Welcome to our listeners thus far tuning in. Morning, Bert. Hope you're doing okay. This morning's music brought to you by Terry Jacks. This is what happens when Dick lets me choose the bumper music. But summer is quickly fading towards autumn, so we may have fewer seasons in the sun this year. Have you ever heard the song, Dick, before? No. It's, it's like in the top five overwrought songs of all eternity. It's right up there with Run, Joey, Run, and a, a few others here. Okay. I'm, try, I'm trying out new stuff for Facebook. Oh, okay. So people who are on Facebook Live, it might look a little better. I'm trying to see if I can improve it. So You keep on improving it. It be Wednesday. We've got a couple of guests in the studio today. We've got Javier from City of Conroe coming in later to talk about something that's happening in the parks. And then Jay Stittleberg, running for county judge, coming in for his bi-weekly appearance to talk about it. I think you guys have some questions racked up for him, don't you, right? Uh, I'm working on it. Cool. And if you have questions for a gentleman running for county judge, it can be anything what he, you know, what the heck a county judge is, what his plans are, so forth and so on. Let us know. Drop us a line on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. Uh, give us a call on our message line, 936-647-3776. Or send us an email at uh, melwas, M-W-L-S, at IRLoneStar.com. That's us this morning. I'm Skippy. Next to me is Dick. Dick is playing around on the computer, so I'm going to go on into yeah, the weather. Yeah, it's different. It's all different. Cool. So yeah, we're, we had, like, we're, big we're in HD. Dude, all right. So you can catch every wrinkle and gray here now. There we go. Well, weather-wise, it's eighty degrees, but this is awesome. It's not projected to get over. It's not projected to get into the nineties today. Eighty-nine is the projected high. That's thanks to some storms that are going to start wandering through about twelve noon for the next few hours. After that, about a fifty percent chance of storms starting at noon, going to about four or five o'clock. Uh, tomorrow and Friday, kind of recovering from that with highs in the low 90s. And then through the Memorial Day long weekend, sorry, Labor Day long weekend, uh, highs in the low 90s and high 80s as we experience more storms. But right now, only 20% chance of rain. Humidity's at 90%. And the official Lone Star weather tree outside my window lets me know the winds are coming out of the south at two miles per hour. That's the... Give me a second. I'm still still working on some stuff. Okay, well, where do I go look for the traffic then? Uh, It looks great. Uh, (laughs) Well, actually, if you're on the south side of town, apparently like a 69 south uh, is really bad. Something happened. I know something happened yesterday. A dump truck turned over and closed down all the lanes, and I think something in the comparable area happened. So if you're heading to the south side of Houston, southwest side, be cautious. But up here... Looks like it's A-OK so far, fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm almost done. I'm almost done, I promise. Cool. Oh God, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. Well, good. Well, in the meantime, just to a quick follow-up from yesterday, we'll let you know that Oak Ridge North City Council sent off retiring city manager Vicki Rudy with a song and a prayer. Uh, 
night before last, and the as the council unanimously approved the appointment of Richard Durr as the new city manager. Richard will be taking over September fourth. Uh, you think it's worth getting Richard in here and talking about the city manager position? Yeah, well, we can sit him across Paul Vergadamo, who's the Conroe city manager, and we could have like a smackdown of city managers. My city's better. My city's exactly. They'd be talking about that's how, that's how speed right trap revenues, probably. Durr is an alumni of Miami University in Ohio. You heard that right, folks. Isn't that where uh, Ben Roethlisberger's from? Sure. I have no idea, but I'm going to agree with you, Dick, just blindly, because that's how I roll. Uh, he actually served as the city's administrator from 1989 to 94. Uh, then he joined the Woodlands Development Company as director of community operations and eventually became the director of utility district relations before this last June he applied for city manager here at Oak Ridge North. And, of course, Oak Ridge North's mayor is Jim Kirkendall. And this is a quote. He started here, and by golly, he's going to end up here. <laughs> I love it when a mayor says, by golly. Is, mayors don't say that anymore. I think a lot of people say it. You're just not hanging out with the right people. I'm hanging out with the wrong hey, people on fits. that one. Is everything good? Yeah. Cool. Everything's fitting. That's nice. So catch us on HD on Facebook Live, YouTube Live as well. We Facebook? No, we're not doing that. Okay. So on Facebook Live, catch us in HD as so, I wave at the camera. Well, there you go. There we go. But I think at a 930, we have Javier coming in. So we're going to shoot the bull between now and then. And then I believe what it, hot topics do you want to talk about? Well, speaking of heat, Takata airbags. These are the airbags for a lot of Chrysler's, Dodge's, Jeeps, and Rams. There are uh, well over a million of them out there that that are, are funking out. But apparently, four hundred twenty thousand of them are in particular danger of spontaneously—I don't want to say exploding—activating uh, with extreme prejudice. In Texas, because of the Texas heat, they have been warned. Drivers of cars and trucks that use Takata airbags in Texas are being warned that the Texas heat may make your airbag spontaneously go. <laughs> so, be cautious about that. Uh, Can you imagine being the the guy who the PR dude with that, where he's has no idea what causes it besides heat, and so it's like a ticking time bomb, waiting for the phone calls. Right. Well, I also remember during the tax day floods when my previous car flooded out, but not too bad in my eyes. It's like, okay, I got some inside the car, but it didn't like flood out the entire, you know, water didn't get up to the seats or anything. Only about maybe six inches or so uh, in the floorboard. And the insurance adjuster came out and I was like, listen, wouldn't just like a steam cleaning work? He said, no, because the second it hits the electronics... He said, it won't happen today, won't happen tomorrow, but someday you're going to be driving and your airbag's going to go right there on you and just for no readily apparent reason. So once the, uh, apparently they said, because it was very close because I got a, a new car, obviously, after the tax day floods, and this new car I love. It's just a very sweet car to me. And so during Harvey, water got up to the, uh, almost to the door, the bottom of the door jam, you know, you know my driver's side door but that was it so i had a little bit of a smell in the car but not uh no water got in and <clears throat> so when i talked with the insurance adjuster he said the second it breaches the the door jam level that's usually when they will total off a car that's all it takes because they say a lot of electronics are actually that part that's under the door 
on a car, like where the running board would be, but internally that's where a lot of electronic wire, a lot of wiring is. And so if that gets wet, they say they tend to total out the car. So fortunately I was about two inches short of that, or I would have had to get yet another car. And I know Golo Toyota loves me because I've already bought four cars from them, three of them new, and I wasn't ready to buy a fifth one. Why not? I don't think my credit could handle it or my budget right now. I do like it, though. I got a sweet deal on the car and uh, got it at 0%, so I'm happy with that one. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a Toyota fan. Here's some other local news. You want to talk about a hot topic, and this is one that we can actually talk about. I'd love to hear some listeners' responses on this. So this nurse at Texas Children's Hospital, and this is kind of like a multi-layered story where I want to talk about various aspects of it. She put out on Facebook on an anti-vaxxer website or page about this kid that came in with measles. So she got fired within 24 hours because basically for breaking HIPAA, you, you know, the, the, the privacy laws. Did she say the name of the kid? No, but even so, you you can't talk about that. But Come on, wait, wait. But it was her. Slow down. Uh huh. So she took a picture of what? No, she made a post about this kid with measles. She didn't say a name. No. So she goes, some kid with measles came in today. Bad. And then she gets fired for that. Well, here's the the story behind it. It was on an anti-vaxxer website, uh, a Facebook page. You know, people who are against vaccines who okay. would rather their kids die of measles than, quote, take the chance on being autistic, even though there's zero scientific. Right, so she was promoting Here's not a, to get vaccinated? No. Yeah. She's an anti-vaxxer. And who's and a nurse? Who's a nurse. And that leads to the second statement. It's what happens if you have a healthcare provider that, for all intents and purposes, is a flat earth believer, in my opinion? Well, it's different because you're you're talking about a method of providing healthcare. Not flat Earth has nothing to do with providing healthcare. No, I'm saying the the the, the belief structure that to think that it is okay. My sense, and I'm sure I'm not you know not everyone. Well, I mean, agrees you're looking at that. like Mother Teresa didn't give pain medication, but she still believed in healing people. Absolutely. So, but I mean, but I, Mother Teresa also wasn't a doctor or a nurse. Well, yeah, that's that's my point. It's a a nurse or someone who's supposed to look at empirical scientific evidence. So she got fired for being an anti-vaxxer. Well, no, a person who posted originally it was because of what of that she posted. But now it's the follow up of what she posted and to whom and that her. So it's two different stories. One is the Privacy Act, HIPAA, which I firmly believe in that you can't do that. You can't go posting as a healthcare professional professional talking about cases in a public forum especially when it's pretty easy it's been determined lately how easy it is to hack someone on a facebook account and find out information that typically isn't ordinarily there so that this poor kid is a news story a news outlet could easily find out who this kid is and, and name them and don't tell me well news outlets don't do that he's a kid no right now for for ratings news outlets will do anything and i don't care which news outlet but secondly, on top of that, the other story is that there is a nurse who is a, a an anti-vaxxer, uh, I guess is the best way, or someone who's opposed to, to vaccinations. And I find that personally very dangerous. If you have an, uh, an alternate view, I'd love to hear it. But I have a, a friend who's actually, who is autistic, 
and actually he's a advocate for autism at a radio show and everything. And, and I talked to him about that. I said, what's your stance on, on vaccinations? He said, well, scientifically you should get them. He said, but here's my take on it. The anti-vaxxers are basically saying, I'd rather my kid die than be autistic. And autism really isn't that bad. And that, that's, that's the mindset. If we remember this whole thing started with Jenny McCarthy using one doctor's report and the doctor himself said, I basically, I made it up. You know, I, I, I fudged data. I made, made it fit me. And this whole industry, anti-vaccination industry happened because of that. You remember a few months ago, maybe a year or so ago, there was the, the pink slime story? Yeah, about the hamburgers. Yeah, where yeah. they say, oh, there's ammonia. In this. That, it was a benign, beneficial, uh, meaning completely harmless, something that had been used for decades. It wasn't what it was portrayed as. The slime and the ammonia was basically the trace amounts used to clean the equipment, which every, every industrial um, food processor has. Uh, the whole industry was wiped out as a result because one industrious reporter took a, a non-story ran with it made up a lot of facts and as a result this whole industry is gone there's there's I, I, there's some serious power there that i have a i have well we all with. know there's certain backlashes and consequences to things and but here's the thing i mean with the pink slime at least it was just people's jobs with with this thing uh you, you could die and these are kids dying these are kids who can't make their own decisions so I'd love to hear a response on this. Uh, I, I saw that story. I don't have kids, so I don't care. I think out of sight, out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, they, they should be out of sight, out of neither mind. seen nor heard. Yeah, that's a good, uh, is, good, is good philosophy <laughs> with, with children. But yeah, cool, that's pretty funny. Well, that's my kind of my rant for this morning. I didn't want to get like too bonkers on it, but I do want to hear people's responses because I feel very fervent about this. But I, I love getting uh, opposing views, contrary views. To open up debate, discussion, and discourse. The three Ds. Okay, sorry. I think I'm, I think I'm comfortable now. You, you are. Are we on it? Cool. Yeah, there's just like it's so different, and I've never done it before. This is where we're going to the new frontier, folks. So, oh, speaking of which, let me show you something. Show me something, Dick. Okay, I'll, I'll keep talking as you silently show me something for those listening in on the air here. What you, what so you got for me? My beautiful fiance asked her. She went to the post office because we need post-its for sending winners of Ticket Stub tickets that we give away every Thursday because we now have agreed that we need to start mailing them because so many people are it's, – it's like we have so many tickets that people haven't picked up. So I was like, hey, while you're there, please pick up postage. Oh, okay. And Oh, the Star Trek and stamps! So I was like, "Hey, check out these postage. These are beautiful." That's what she picked out, and I was like, "You know what? You're all right. These are forever stamps, and they're cheaper than online, which is kind of weird. Like if you order them online through UPS, United States Postal Service. Very nice. Probably because no one wanted them. Here, I'll hold these up. Now that we're in HD, you can. We probably we still need zoom we in. need we still need to work on the lighting. Yeah, just zoom in on those. But, you'll see them. And it's handled it pretty well. I'm kind of kind of impressed. There was a gentleman um, what you who... Doing? Why would you drop this? <laughs> I'm trying to reach it to you. There's a gentleman who actually did like a master's thesis, uh, I believe, based on... Or he did a thesis, I presume it's for his master's, why there is no Star Trek in the Star Trek universe. In the sense that, you know, Star Trek takes place in the 23rd century. Why don't they have the TV show 
in that universe, you know, in the in the 60s. Because in a weird twist, remember when Star Trek Enterprise came out? Or mm-hmm. Okay, they actually showed the space shuttle Enterprise as one of the Enterprises in the long history. But that Enterprise was named because of Star Trek. They were, the, America was asked, you know, name the space shuttle, and they came up with the Enterprise. So it became very meta. So the thesis was, why is there no Star Trek? You're, you're going a little far for me. Well, it, no, this is where it gets cool. His postulation, his theory was why there is no Star Trek in, in the Star Trek universe was, if, if you remember the episode, uh, The City on the Edge of Forever, you know, where Kirk falls in love with Joan Collins, he jumps through the big donut and goes back in time to the 30s. Okay. And has to let her die at the end. Okay. Okay. Well, near the beginning, uh, like McCoy, or McCoy goes through first because he's, he's crazed out over something. And he drops his phaser. And later on, a, a 1930s New York cop picks up the phaser and disintegrates himself. He points it at himself and pushes the button and disintegrates. And this guy's theory was that cop was Gene Roddenberry's father. Because Gene Roddenberry was an L.A. cop who, whose father was an L.A. cop. So we figured if Gene Roddenberry's father zapped himself out of existence, that that was a turning point. Then Gene Roddenberry wouldn't have been born to make We got to take a break. You're talking about what ifs in Star Trek. Isn't that cool? I mean, it's, it's fun. That's why I like Star Trek. That's but deep. We got we to gotta take okay. a break. Okay. You're getting a little out of control. <laughs> You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com, Condor's FM 104.5, 106.1, brought to you by Condor Coffee. Oh, no. We're getting repeats. Is that you? Is that me? Nothing. Am I losing my mind? Is that what's going on? I'm hearing something, but it's not me. Oh, man. It's crazy. It's me. Echo, we'll be right back. Echo. We'll be right back. Goodbye, Papa. Please pray for me. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. 
Skinned our hearts and skinned our knees Goodbye my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Now that spring is in the air Welcome back, Morning's Lone Star. Sorry about the Facebook stuff, we're... Getting it all figured out. We're, it we're looks so stumbling good. into the 20th century. I got to fix we? the camera now, but I'm gonna put us on the air, and you're gonna talk to our special special guest, who's here to tell us about a great kids event coming up here at Montgomery County, and also about a local nonprofit that is part of this. If I'm if I'm saying it wrong, you can say it. Javier, good to have you back. Yeah. Um. So I'm also besides working for the our Parks and Rec Department yeah. in Conroe, I'm also our uh, current. Um, Kiwanis Club, or Conroe Noon Kiwanis Club president. And we've been hosting this uh, uh, event for the past, you know, four or five years in conjunction with the city of Conroe's Kidfish that they have, uh, that they're going to have September the 8th at Carl Barton Park. Uh, what we do is we have a separate event at, you know, same time right there so that the, when they're done with the fishing event, uh, they can just filter into ours and we're going to have inflatables out there. It's called our Kiwanis Kids Day in the Park. And we're going to have inflatables out there, um, petting zoo, jugglers, things like that. But one of the main things that's a big deal for us is that we invite all our local first responders. And they have folks out there, like our Conroe PD is going to be out there with some of their equipment, um, like their, their SWAT vehicles, their motorcycles, the cars, so the kids can go look at them, get, get up close, that kind of stuff. We also have the fire department's going to come, and they're going to have one of their big trucks. Sometimes they can bring out the smokehouse, so it's like a little pull behind trailer mm-hmm. that they can actually light up and it'll smoke you know you can see how quickly it gets gets filled with smoke and you got to stay down when you walk out of the building that kind of thing um uh phi medical helicopters they're, they're based in conroe they actually come and uh the, if the weather's good which we should have good weather um they're going to come out and and land right there at the park and the kids can actually go take pictures inside the helicopter um I think the last one that I wanted to mention was our uh, the Montgomery County Hospital District. They always bring out one of the ambulances, and mm-hmm. you can actually get inside of that. And so all those folks are there to explain, like, to meet the kids, and and uh, it's a good opportunity for you know kids to meet our first responders and and see what they do. Well, Javier, and we are talking to Javier Pena with the City of Conroe Parks and Recreation Department, who's also president of the Conroe Noon Kiwanis Club, and Kiwanis. Uh, I was Circle K and. University, which is the college-level version of Kiwanis. So they rock in my world. So it is it is Illuminati? Something like I that. I can neither confirm nor deny that, Dick. Skulls. Skulls and Bones? Skulls, yeah. yeah. We, Circle, we know the secret Circle K? Yeah, we know that, yeah. Kiwanis Club, Noon? Noon, yeah. Kiwanis Club? Yeah, there, there's code there. You, What's going on in Conroe that we don't know about, man? And, what, and, what, what and we have local day? key clubs, too. We have local key clubs. That's the high school version. So. Oh man! There and you, then it's fish day. You indoctrinate them early, and you all get together on this one day. But Javier, it seems that this thing that's going down uh, the uh, festival on September the eighth from eight to noon. Well, the kidfish is from nine to noon. Nine to noon, okay. and then our our Kiwanis Kids Day starts at eleven, and that goes till two. So, kind of as kidfish is wrapping up, uh, you can just filter in with right into the Kiwanis Kids Day. So they'll be setting. We'll be setting that up while the fishing's going on out there at the park, at Carl Barton, right there around the pond. Cool, and it seems that what you were describing is just not to have stuff for kids to mm-hmm. run around, but actually very inspirational things. You may have some kids there that are going to sit in an ambulance to go on that helicopter 
and get in their mind that when they grow up, they want to be a an air ambulance pilot or yeah. a paramedic or something. And there'll be a lot of those folks out there. Like we have the, the, the pilots are there and the ambulance, the EMTs are there. The firefighters will be there. So the kids can actually talk to them. Um, parents can talk to them. And it's just a good opportunity, a positive way to meet up with these folks. Because sometimes when you see them, you're at your worst. If something happens, if they're coming in to help you out because your house is on fire or, or you had a car accident, that's, that's not the best time to say, hi, thanks for your service, that kind of thing. So this is a good opportunity to, to meet them in a, diff- in a different light. Like, there you go. My only suggestion is for the helicopter, <clears throat> I have a green screen that I'll let you borrow for the occasion. We can put it outside the helicopter, outside the cockpit, so you can shoot the kids in front of a green screen as they're behind the controls, and then you can just replace the green chroma key to replace it with, you know, zombie apocalypse or something like that. That'd make be look cool. Like, yeah. I always wanted to do that. So I mean, that. I'll take advantage of that for myself. Right, for exactly. Sure, so. Look at me flying this helicopter upside down through, through, through the uh, St. Louis Arch. But anyhow, yeah, just take that and run with it. Well, if I'm a, a parent and Are you? I have a kid or kid, multiple kids, what does this cost all day? It is free. All, all day. day. My so, favorite So color. both events are free. Both events are free. And do I need to bring a fishing pole? Do I need to have any experience in fishing? For the fit kids, Kidfish, uh, you don't need a fishing pole. Well, they'll have some bait and poles provided, but if you do have bait and poles, feel free to bring that out because that way you don't have will to they, get in line. Will you line. bait it for me? Uh, yes, I will be there the whole time. What kind so, of bait is it? The, the what one bait they grow use up? for kids. You ever use that like stink bait for catfish? Oh, it's like little little balls of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we've had in the in the past. But I mean, you can bring out whatever you want. So if you want to go pick up some crickets beforehand or. Get some night crawlers, some worms beforehand. Okay, Maybe we can try that too. That's fun. So that's free, and then basically when I'm fishing and we're done fishing, we can go visit the Conroe or not uh, the Conroe Noon Kiwanis Club. Kiwanis Club. And we'll definitely. I mean, and there's going to be concessions out there, so we're okay. going to have. Uh, so they bring. Yeah, we'll can have we some bring? Barbecue. Yeah, can we? You bring? can bring your own stuff if you want to. Uh, we're going to have uh, snow cones out there as well. Um, Man, love me some so snow cones. It's going to be, right? be a good what flavor, setup. What flavors, you know? I like the pina colada one. Yeah. It, there you go. There's no Wait, other are you Wait, agree, are you agreeing with that? Heck yeah. I haven't really tried it. So now I'm like, now you know, two people. Oh, Dick, I love pina coladas getting caught in the rain. Really? Yeah. Good yeah, yeah, I went there. Are, <laughs> so for the world uh, listening who may not know, what is... Kiwanis. I know it's a service organization, but can you like kind of yeah, define it? Yeah, I guess Kiwanis is a service organization, kind of the same way like uh, the Rotary Club and and the the Lions Club in our area. Um, we've been around for for a lot of years. Um, I, I don't have it written down in front of me, but I guess the best way to if you if you have an opportunity, go to our Facebook page and you can definitely check it out. And it's uh, Conroe Noon Kiwanis Club, and so it's pretty simple. Just look that up on Facebook and give us a like, and the history is on there. But we've been around for years. I mean, we've been doing uh, the Conroe Noon Kiwanis Club's been doing things in the in Montgomery County for at least 40 years now, uh, doing different projects and things to, just to help kids in our community. That's what that's the whole mantra for Kiwanis Club is uh, helping kids in our community. Very nice. Well, we have a listener on Facebook, which we are Facebook Living, by the way. Uh, they want to know what kind of fish are in the lake. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what they're going to stock it with. Ooh, they, they are going to stock they 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 stock it for this event. Um, and but I know they've had some I've seen some people catch some small bass and catfish out there. And we actually caught I think last year the picture was uh they had like a catfish about 10 inches long. So that's a, they got some good sized ones in there. 
but I, there. I think there should be a fishing tournament where you go the other way. It's he or she who brings in the smallest fish wins because oh. anyone can go bigger. And we've had some. You reel in a tetra or we've a beta, had some kids you know. Come in with the little, the little two, two inch little uh, crappy. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So I'm telling you, that, that's, I would win that one. I, I'd like fill my pockets with tetras and bettas and stuff, and just throw them in the water and hope for the best. But they, anyone's welcome to go ahead and uh, they can definitely ca- call me at the Conroe Rec Center, and I'd be happy to find out what what we're going to stock it with. But I know there's a mix in there because every year we've there's a few different fish in there that they might not stock it this time, but they're already in there. Like yeah, we've already got some. I know, like I said, I've, I've seen some bass before, uh, not big ones. I've seen uh, definitely seen plenty of like the, the crappy in there, and I've also seen catfish. Crappies are kind of fish, folks. If you're listening, you're like, man, this guy just keeps saying crappy fish. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, I'm I'm from Alabama too, so that's what we call them out there. I think they're. I think in France like, they brim. call them crappe, but that's just me. So. Is, uh, I, oh, like, you, you did talk about the Facebook page. Is there a website, uh, like a city website, that has this information? Oh uh, yeah, go to the I guess a couple of different spots. You can either go to the uh, City of Conroe website, which is cityofconroe.org, mm-hmm. or you can go to the City of Conroe uh, Facebook page. So just look up City of Conroe Parks and Recreation Department. We have a Facebook page. And then we also have it on the Conroe Noon Kiwanis Club Facebook page. So people, there's no excuse for you not to know when and where this is happening. You're going to go there and cast your cast your line there, Dick? No. Well, fine. It's my mom's birthday on the 8th, so I, either I'm going to bring her out or we won't be there. But either way. We'll be thinking of it. You well, still not, come get a snow I thought you cone. had the kids. I thought you had the oh, kids snow cones. there. You don't have no, to have you don't kids. Have kid. Well, to do the fishing, it's a kids event. It but. helps. It makes it less creepy for some. Okay. You, know, if you just don't want to be the weird guy. You know, hey, I'm here at the the kids fest, but no, it's uh, it's for everybody. Sounds come fun. on out and just buy some barbecue. Okay, who's doing the barbecue? Uh, I believe it's uh run through our it's it's a group that does it for the Connor Little League. Okay, so it's like so. A, mom, a dad. Mom, no, pop, they they got a big pit. I mean, it's a really big pit. They they do it for us for a couple. They've done it for us for a couple of years. It's like this huge trailer. Okay. That, I mean, and it's pretty pretty good barbecue. That means they're cooking barbecue on site, so that's even yeah. better. Even better. Yeah, this is better. How much is that going to be? I don't know. Oh, it's going to be money. Normally, it's going to be that money. Not, that one's not free, but it's not crazy. It's money. It's that's not. what it is. <laughs> bring money. I think it's like four or five bucks, something like that. And you can, ah, I can do that. You can give a go under the, the sofa kids. cushions. You'll find it. Well, awesome. Uh, Javier, is there anything else exciting happening in the whiz-bang, live-on-the-razor's-edge world of parks and recreation? I think the next thing that I got coming up, uh, that same week, we got our last uh, concert in the park. Ooh. That's uh, that Thursday, first Thursday First Thursday. Series. So we're mm-hmm. doing that one. I'll be there, too. Wow, I'm in a lot of places. Um, I'll be there for that. And uh, that's the that's the last that's one, the right? last one. So do y'all do any fireworks or anything? No fireworks, no. but uh, I'm, I'm happy because, I mean, this is my first concert series, so I've been doing them for the past six months. Big tur- and great turnout. We've had some great turnout. Yeah. I know one of them got... I was like, people have uh, nothing to do on a Thursday. Got rained out right there before the before the, the main band came on, mm-hmm. and that, that lightning was just weird. So I'm kind of better safe than sorry. But uh, so far, I think it's been a great turnout, and... And I'm yeah, looking forward to this one. I hear this the, one's the uh, Beatles tribute. It's so. a corner pub and them still serving beer. They're still out there serving beer. Because that was really cool. I just had a beer and I forgot who what band it was, but it was good. The same snow cones are going to be out there. We have yeah. Kona Ice doing the snow cones, so come and get that. I'm sensing a snow that, cone theme here. Get that uh, peanut Well, colada. who doesn't like snow cones when it's 100 degrees because you cursed everybody here in Montgomery County for this 100 degree weather? I think I know Is what. Is this on me? Yeah, it's on you. Okay. Actually, no, he's the one that caused all the 100 degree oh, really? weather. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I jinxed it. I said it's not going to break. 100. The days of breaking 100 are behind not. us. 
And then the next week we went like not three global days. warming or anything like that. It's his fault. Yeah, okay. everything's his fault. That's that's <laughs> the whole point of the show. It's called his fault. Skitty's fault Wednesday here. Well, <laughs> I kind of want to know a little bit more. Do you mind sticking around for a yeah, second? Man. So we're gonna take yeah, a break. I want to know more about the Qantas Club and things like that. And like, because I've heard of you guys, and I think y'all have y'all. You, do y'all still do the parade? I know there was a parade. We do a, they do a Christmas parade. There's two Kiwanis clubs okay. in Conroe. There's the Conroe Noon Kiwanis Club, and then there's an Evening Club. And the oh. Evening Club's the one that's overseen the parade uh, for a number of years, and we do the other stuff. So you told them you can't stay out late, so you, you have a Noon's one? I think yeah. there's some smackdown going to be in, on. Yeah. My wife says i got to be in the house before dark. So. <laughs> so that's true. We all have that problem. They're, they're smacking down the Evening Club. You're too lazy to show up at noon. Yeah, true. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Mornings alone, so we're on Facebook Live checking it out. Please let us know if there's any technical difficulties because it's all new today. We're figuring that stuff out. But uh, you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We are Montgomery County's community radio station. We're going to learn more about the Conroe Noon Kiwanis Club here in the, in the Montgomery County area coming up after this sponsored break. You tried to teach me right from wrong. Too much wine and too much song. One- My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Stittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. All the birds are singing in the sky Now that the spring is in the air Pretty girls are everywhere Think of me and I'll be there Welcome back. Mornings with Monster with Dick and Skippy. Got Javier in the Javier Pena in the studio from City Conroe Parks and Recreation Department. 943 on the dot, 83 degrees outside. Yeah. Only six more degrees yeah. projected. You know, you know what's funny? I'm, I'm paying attention to this Facebook, and I'm trying to see how our stream quality is. I need to start moving around. 
tried to yeah, do because you're moving, and I'm like, like a robot, and I'm like, are we frozen? I'm frozen, but Sean isn't. That's such a weird. That's a weird glitch. Sean's <laughs> moving around, and I'm like. Dick's like the. That's really, uh, that's really interesting. He's the broken robot in the that Hall is, of that Presidents. That is awesome, Javier. Conroe Noon Kiwana Club. So you gotta Great. talk with the hands, put up, take yeah. a pen, and just do what I do. Hold on to the pen, play around with it. What I should it, do is just stand and rock while I talk. Like, just move real, like Mr. Roboto. So. Do it like this. And I do agree <laughs> with listener Angeli, who says Kona Ice rocks. They sure do, especially the pina colada flavor. Very good. Yeah. Is, uh, this is, like a, is this like a secret people know about besides me? Well, nice thing about pina colada, you know, like uh, pina colada snow cone, make the ice out of rum and not water, and it just adds a little extra. Yeah, they might not do that one at the kids' event. Oh, they really do that? They actually do do that? No, I don't think so. Can you do that? Well, if you have a blender and a bag of ice, you can do anything you want. Well, you, no, I'm talking about making the ice out of the rum. I don't think you can do that. I don't think no, rum yeah, will freeze. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you mix it in with it. Oh, you, see, you just that, pour, like, I thought you were on this whole new. Cream. You read some cool thing coming out. I'm like, whoa, that's cool. You can make ice out of liquor. That's great. But no, not, not, like, not like I drink a lot of liquor. You can put it in Jello. You can put it in ice. You can. Well, I want to. I want to know more about the Kiwanis Club. And so, just tell me straight up: Are y'all completely separate from the other Kiwanis Club here? And y'all just like have like the same name in the sense like y'all like a franchise. Uh, or do y'all work together? Or is there like, can I be part of both clubs? No, I mean, you, you don't want to be part of both clubs because then not? you got to pay dues to two different clubs. Well, what happens if I really but, like the message of the Kiwanis? Well, then. And the night people are a lot more fun sometimes, and sometimes the noon people are a lot sure. more fun too. Take, I'm sure we'll take your money. Well, I'm just, I'm just cool. curious. So how separate? How separate is the the group? And is it like this is a business one, and the afternoon one or the night one is more uh, for like people who are retired or like you can uh, tell me the truth. You I can think tell it's me. about. Kind of, yeah, no one's I'm listening. Not, you can I'm be not honest. really sure. We, we actually have a lot of folks. So there's a good mix in range, in age. Uh, Mickey Dyson, who's one of our oldest members here in the in our Conrad Noon Kiwanis Club, he's been in the club since uh, they founded it. I pulled it up on our Facebook page yeah, in yeah. 1952. So, I mean, we've got a good, and I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm youngish still. I don't know. Uh, so there's a good, but we're definitely, we're definitely trying to do a, a new membership drive to try and get some more folks in the club because uh, I'd love some help at doing some of these events and that kind of thing. Um, and so I think one thing that we're doing is if your company isn't willing to, like some people, their companies don't, they don't have the extra funds to pay for your dues and that kind of stuff. Uh, what we've done is uh, in that kind of case, we'll go ahead and, and just take, you can just pay the dues part, like the half the, mem the membership fee and not pay for the lunches and the meetings. You work, that you kind of work with people. Yeah, we we'll work they with people be, to try yeah. and make it. I mean, we want you to be a member. We don't. We don't want that to be the reason why you can't participate. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, have you zero like a natural progression? Someone's in Key Club in high school or Circle yeah. K in college that they'll just kind of morph into a Kiwanis Club. They can definitely do that. There's like yeah, Key Clubs are in high school. We have a couple Key Clubs in our area that we that actually come and participate in the events. Um, and I know I don't know much about Circle K because I wasn't in that when I was in. I didn't really get into Kiwanis Club till I actually moved out here and I was living. What uh, got you into it? Uh, just through partnering with them in the city and in Parks and Rec Department and stuff like that. And so uh, they do a lot of this, they they focus on a lot of the same kind of things that we do. So it was just kind of it just perfect fit for me to get involved with them. Well, here we go. Little known fact uh, because of. Kiwanis, Circle K. No, what happened was is they tested his blood, and then he goes, he's chosen. 
He's the chosen he one. He is chosen. He is part of us. It's in his heritage, and then that's how it is. It's in his DNA. You're not going to learn the secret handshake from his dick. We well, that's how the, that's what the doctor told me when I was born. He's like, yeah, you belong to these people. I'm like, man. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I met the fourth Mrs. Skippy 30 years before we got married because of Kiwanis. I was a president at my university for the Circle K chapter. We did a MDA summer camp. Wait, are you both presidents? Huh? No, actually. No, you both you are presidents. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm president of our car for uh, for a little bit longer. So uh, my term's almost up. Here. I think. Uh, yeah. No, I was I was club president for university. Is, is there Thomas. a secret Kiwanis handshake that only presidents know? Well, there are some code words. You can ask uh, someone else if they're a turtle, and depending on how they answer, you, you know if they're in it or That's not. That's not real, yeah. right? Well, You're not, not Kiwanis per, per se, but you go to a convention and uh, stuff goes around, especially when beers are flowing. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> I was at a Jerry's Kids summer camp. Weren't you in high school doing this? Why are you drinking beers? I was in, I was in university when I was 16. And back then, the legal drinking age was 19, so when I was a junior. Okay. Yeah. But in the good old days, when you could be 19 years and old. Circle K, you were in, and that was college level. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's plenty of But yeah, did a... Uh, <laughs> Did a Jerry's Isn't Kids it? summer camp uh, counselor thing in 1986, and the future Mrs. Skippy was there from her school. She had just graduated high school, actually, but we were she's only a couple years younger than me. That's where we met them for the first time. Flash forward 27 years, and then we finally get married. That's a sweet yeah, thing. You, sweet should write a, you should write a play about it. I, I'm going to, and it's going to be you. You're going to be my shadow self. It's just oh, that'd be great. one guy in the center of the stage with a light on him and then everyone else standing around dance. him. Yeah. Interpretive wind dance. I mean, I'll do that. I, if I, I have zero speaking role, I will do dance. I'll dance. <laughs> I would pay but you I, I all will the not, cash. I will not do any speaking role. I will pay you all the cash in my pocket to watch you do interpretive wind dance uh, on, on Think a of stage. like Will Ferrell from old school, and that's what I'll do with the ribbon dance scene. Nah. That's what I'll do. I got a better one for you. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but my, my uh, wife got me hooked on Gilmore Girls, and so that show is pretty awesome. It is like, it is like awesome. a drug. It is and, like a drug. Uh, and so now I've, I've watched. She like once the seasons are over, she just starts it all over again on uh-huh. on Netflix. And so I'm like, ah, but now I know almost every single uh, interpretive <laughs> dance that Kirk does. The char- the guy, that's the, the character. character, man, he just does these off the wall like weird little movies. Sometimes he's the one guy that has like every job in the in town and. So that's I would do it like him. Okay. I'll find a video. I need to check that out. I'll find a video. You're gonna love this. That's good. Okay. Or we're on video. You could just show us right here now and uh, and in HD. Kiss off in the advancement. And in I'll, HD. I'll have to find it. I have to yeah, find okay. it. Here, actually, look at this. I can put you on another camera. So look, it's right. The camera is on you. Oh, I'm not gonna do the dance. Oh, I, I thought you were. No, Man, no, 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 I was no. really excited about that. I'm, act- I am, I'm just kidding. With you. I actually have two left feet. So, so if people want to join the Kiwanis Club, they, what, just what come do, on out what to one of our. Come out to one of our meetings. We have uh, we meet uh, Wednesdays at noon, uh, pretty much every Wednesday at noon at the Mexican Grill here uh, for 105 okay. called uh, La Hacienda de Mis Padres. It's on our we- it's on that Facebook page too. So definitely just go check a lot of our information's on there. It's the I, I linked it on our uh, if you look at the description on the Facebook feed video. Cool, so. cool. Yeah, and that's got the address for the the restaurant and everything. And uh, if we if we for whatever reason there's a holiday or something like that and we're not having a meeting it's it's on there as well so okay well, cool, but yeah man. just come on out to a meeting say hi i mean lunch on us and and uh get to know us get to meet us and and we'd love to try and get new people into into the club 
Okay, so if people are just not joining us, don't forget Kids Fish, September 8th. 9 at noon. And then right after that, uh, kind of tying into that, is our Kiwanis Kids Day in the Park. Same area. Same so you literally right can, same parking spot, people. You don't yeah, have you to don't get have in the move, car. Nothing. It's like, you can bring food. You can bring tackle. You can bring yourself and your kids. And they do have barbecue available have to barbecue purchase. barbecue available. Uh, it's, like I said, it's a great opportunity. Besides the fun and games like the rock wall and the inflatables and the jugglers and stuff like that. Uh, there'll be it's a great opportunity to meet uh, all our first responders in our area, like the fire fire department, police department, you know, PHI, the medical helicopter, and our local ambulance service, the Montgomery County Hospital District. They'll be out there too, and okay. they they'll give you little tours of everything inside the ambulance, so the fire truck, the SWAT vehicle, which is pretty sweet, has like a Batman symbol on the front. Uh, I want it leaves an imprint. <laughs> right, so like they, the Phantom's ring on somebody's jaw, yeah. just just blasting a door with that and leave the Batman logo on it. It's pretty sweet. I think it's called a bat, or like the. So that's why they've someone welded that thing on there. It's pretty nice. That's pretty cool. So guys, that's happening in our neighborhood on September eighth, which is a Saturday, I believe. It's Saturday, at Carl Barton Jr. Park. So that's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot of free too. And where's a lot Barton of snow Park? Cones. Right off of Loop 336. Yeah, south side. South side. Awesome. Southeast, southeast, if you're looking at the loop. Southeast. The southeast corner. That's the near right corner. So there's a lot of baseball fields and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. So you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. It is 9 to 52. We're going to take our sponsor break because today's show is brought to you by Jay Stittleberg for County Judge. Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Folks, Javier, thanks so much for coming in, man. Yeah, man. It's good to see you. Don't go away. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Stittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Pretty girl. 
Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. I'm the aforementioned Skippy. Next to me is the aforementioned Dick. 9.57 on the dot. 84 degrees. It's only gone up one degree. Only five more degrees to go. Wouldn't that be nice? If we could just keep in the 80s today. I already told you you cursed the weather here. So the more you talk about it, the worse it's going to be. Am I like Storm from the X-Men? No. I can do that. Because she does that stuff on purpose most of the time. Maybe I do too. Okay. Maybe it's part of my Kiwanis Illuminati controlling the weather. Isn't yeah. that the isn't that the plot of the Avengers movie with like Sean oh, Connery? Oh, with Ray Fine. Yeah. And with that, her, yeah. That was. Oh God. That I, was I so wish bad. I could do a Sean Connery accent, but I cannot. Because I control the weather. Is wait, that, wait, is that wait, how he talks? Uh, I tried. I tried. You did. Right, I gotta give I tried. you props for trying. Oh man, I'm gonna grab some more coffee. So in you go. Guess. Oh great! Now I've got the uh, Sean Connery, Ray Fine, Uma Thurman Avengers movie stuck in my head, which is horrible. It almost ruined it for me because I grew up on Emma Peel. We had such a crush on her, Diana Rigg, which actually led me into James Bond because first Bond movie I saw was the one with Diana Rigg and George Lazenby. And it was because of my crush on Diana Rigg is Mrs. Peel. All right. And uh, by the right? way, oh, uh, to listener Dennis, you are not being a pest. Thank you for letting us know about the tech issues. Because Dick is just screwing up left and right, so we got to get him straightened out on this. I'm trying. Okay, well, keep working on it. Meanwhile, we got Jay Silberg in the studio. In HD. In HD, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever wait, think wait about the that? Camera. Yeah, hi. Good morning. I, just, I mean, I feel like I'm being a little too close to being watched at. I want to get Here we go. Now people can tell how old I am. Yeah. They're going to say, wait, is that, that's not J.J. Holly. It's, it's more and more people have noticed. Have you seen the Jay Silverberg guy? It looks like J.J. Holly's twin brothers, cousin. The better brother? Yeah, to say the better brother. Yeah. We've decided to be stunt doubles, by the way. So, so. That, I, I would so wait, be Wait, do y'all both that. live like risky lives or something like that? <laughs> what stunts Let's do y'all Let's talk about live before? life on the razor's edge, whiz-bang world of, of local politics. And, and uh, any death threats yet? Uh, no. Okay, well, you know. Keep working at it. I know. I'm, I'm not working hard enough. I got death threats for killing off a character in a novel. So keep working on it. You'll you'll get there pretty pretty soon. Is that is that when I know I've made it? When you know you've made it. When when somebody goes wacky on you, then then you're good to go on that. Is this so like, is this like a Kwan K thing? Do what? Like you got to be threatened? Well, it helps. I mean, you know, when you write a book and the people in the book are completely made up as figments of your are imagination, they are they? And then. A reader threatens your life, like, bring back this character or I will come kill you. And you realize, wait, I'm being threatened over a figment of my imagination. This is awesome. Because you know that they, they got sucked into your universe that you created in the so book. so weird. Yeah. Well, I will admit that I hope that that doesn't happen at any time. Yeah, whatever. Campaign. You know, time for the big boy pants, Jay Silverberg. <laughs> so well, uh, what's happened in the last, because you were here a couple of weeks ago, yeah. uh, what fun things have happened since last Wednesday, that Wednesday to now? Yeah, we've done uh, some great events uh, out at the animal shelter for Clear the Shelters. We did that a few weeks ago. How did that turn out? I, I, we talked about it beforehand, but I didn't do a follow-up. Yeah, it was really good. There was uh, a lot of people there. It was great to see. The line was all the way down the hallway. Uh, I think they adopted out 162 pets. If, awesome. If that's the number I remember correctly. How's the shelter coming along? Because, you know, like three years ago, it was kind of a bugabear with yeah. commissioner's court and stuff. But I hear, like, things got really straightened out there. Yeah, I've really, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to get a tour of the animal shelter. So I got to see some of the things that they've made smell? changes in. Well, it smells it, like dogs. It smells like okay. animals. That's why I mean. we're making sure. 
Making sure it still like smells. This is like a petting zoo, but would not it, revolting. Would it not be weird to walk into a place like that and not it not smelling? Uh, I would, yes. If if I walked in, I think in that would I, be really weird. If that I walked in be. and it was like a sensi farm, I would probably not. Uh, <laughs> Incense burning. It's in like, the, have, in you, have you guys realized you don't hear the birds anymore? You don't remember that in movies? That's like how they tell their danger's coming. Like there's no animals. Or... Well, you know why you don't hear them? Because there's a storm coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to do every, we're going to do a so show. So you walk into the Amazon, you realize it doesn't smell in here? That's really weird, Dick. Let's do a show where everything we say is just a cliche from a movie. I think we no, could do it. I think you would you would just control the conversation. I'd let you in from time to time. So, True. You know more about that stuff, and I don't even believe you half the time. Again, like you're the guy that does like, the movie show. Yeah, but I don't like. For example, the storm is coming. A storm. That's not a cliche. To me, it's not. It's a trope. There's a difference between a cliche and a trope. Okay. <laughs> Back to Jay Stillberg. Yeah, here. so great. Okay, so took a tour of the animal <laughs> show. Jay's like, what the hell? Look, exit sign. Gonna go. <clears throat> I feel like I have a ringside seat to some fun here. No, we we have a continuous hatred towards each other, and sometimes we Yeah, we only... Uh, the smiles are through our gritted That's what makes teeth. it work. It's ageism. We're just, we just hate he it. He hates old people. Is that yeah, what it is? And he hates young people. I do. I yell at him to get off my lawn. I love all people. Oh, oh, come on. Don't be that nice. Okay. We don't have to talk about that. Put on but... the We Are the World. Yeah, we'll, right? Well, one thing I did want to, want to ask you, because you've been booking a reoccurring, uh, like coming in on our show, and then you said it's because it's the day after Commissioner's Court. Yep. And I never got a chance to ask you that. Like, the reason for coming on the air, What? so tell me what happened at Commissioner's Court. Cause yeah, I we'll like... get there. Let me. Okay, uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. I'll finish the yeah. conversation with the Animal God. Shelter, and then we'll okay. get there. I did. Yeah, I'm just all Jeez, over the place. Right? Yeah. Um, That's my job. I got to keep it scoped in. Yeah, thank you. You want to be our co-host? This is coming every day. So, um, yeah. So, shelter. I got a great tour, and I got to see some of the improvements they've made, uh, especially in the the veterinarian side and mm-hmm. in their surgical rooms. Uh, certainly in the areas in the back. Um, obviously, they continuously need to make improvements there. I, I think that uh, they've done. They've come a long way over the last few years in improving the services there. Uh, and improving the quality of life of the animals that come in there. Good. Um, so I, I'm really encouraged by that. There's there's a slew of volunteers that go to the animal shelter all the time. The there's they're so dedicated, uh, and, and it's great. I encourage people to if they're interested in that to go sign up to be a volunteer at the animal shelter. Yeah, one and of the cool things they do there is walking. They do. And I wonder if they have like a badge of like you know how you go to restaurants like eat this huge steak. You know, but like, how many dogs can you walk? Because how many dogs do you think you could walk at one time? Oh, I, I mean, I, at one time? At one time. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, at one I time. feel like there's. Well, I, it depends on how well behaved they are. He's I tall. know. That's what I was wondering. Was like, he's tall, but he's wiry. So he's, I don't know. You, you know, go there. there hidden strength? That's one of the cool things they offer is that you can go walk a dog because dogs need exercise mm-hmm. and they need companionship. And so I'm thinking, what happens if they, when would they say no? Like, oh, I'll take one, two, three. <laughs> Four, and eventually, I imagine when you get to six, they're like, sir, you can't walk more than six dogs. And I wonder what, I just wonder what it is. What do you, how many dogs do you think you could walk? God, I don't, again, it's a good question. I mean, I've, six or seven I have, easy. Two, I have two of my own dogs. Can you, so do you walk them together with one walk, hand? I can walk them together. Okay. Because yes. I, we have, uh, there's three dogs at my parents' house, and I don't think, because one's huge, like 90 pounds, and the other ones are smaller. And I'm like, I don't know if I can even walk the 90 pounds sometimes because it's one of those like, oh, there's a squirrel. Got to give to the squirrel like that. And I'm thinking six dogs. That's what I'm thinking. Yes, my, my dogs, if they see a squirrel, that's... Uh, it's hard. It's hard. But I, yeah, I just want people to know that. You can go walk dogs there. If that's like one of those things that... 
Did you know there's a service where you can get puppies? Like you can order puppies for two hours. Okay. They'll come and drop off, like to, you know, calm you down or whatever. Oh, so, see, my my mind went to you know trying to impress a date. <laughs> oh no, I mean it's more therapeutic. But like walking a dog could be therapeutic. So if you need to get out and clear your head, go walk a dog at the animal shelter. I'm just that's my advice. There you go. Yeah, that's you a good idea. To get yeah, out so, and clear your head. Come mow my yard. I'll so do what, that. Yeah. What else about the uh, no? So it was uh, it was really a, a great experience. I'm glad to see that they're they're making progress. And you know my push is, is the clear the shelters day is a great event. And and I'm glad that some homes got to get some shelter pets. I mean shelter pets are the best. My my two dogs are shelter pets. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, the clear the shelters day is not the only day you can go there and adopt a pet. Yeah, so, they're open 360 some odd other days. You know, too. it's uh, yeah. the local animal shelters always get overcrowded, uh, unfortunately, and uh, usually we need good folks to come in and adopt pets to to help clear those shelters and relieve that. So I always encourage to go to the shelter first if you're looking to add a pet to your home. So really encouraged about how well they're doing. Uh, I think we can just make it better and better over time. I mean, I've said from the get-go that uh, when the county decided to, to have the animal shelter in, in the capacity it's in today, I don't think they really understood what they were getting into. So, you know, it's been underfunded for a long time. And uh, I think at least they're making strides and getting to a, to a better place with that to, to be able to provide the service to the community since, you know, the, the, the county decided to take on that responsibility. So. Cool. Are they the people who like the dog catchers too? Well, that's Are animal they just control. Okay, that's animal now, control. Now, there, there, there's a, a short tail relationship between the two. Okay. Um, but the, the shelter is to house those that are adoptable. So raccoons won't be at the shelter. They'll be elsewhere. Okay. There you go. Or maybe they would have raccoons. I'm not going to judge. I did not I, see any. I hate the little <laughs> sons of guns myself because... The, That'd be a great question. Hey, where are the raccoons at? <laughs> where are the ball pythons? Uh, so, with campaign season like in, in yeah. full gear, uh, have the uh, uh, what do they call the form, candidate forums started already? Yeah, so I did a uh, I actually did a debate, uh, a one sided debate, I might add. Last in theater, we call it a soliloquy. Yes, Just thought I'd let you know that. Okay, then I'll call it a soliloquy. Like to be or not to be. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, that was last Thursday night at the Shenandoah Municipal Complex, mm -hmm. and, and I got the invite for that uh, about a month before, um, and I accepted. Um, and unfortunately, my opponent did not. I we worked very hard to try to put pressure on him for 30 days to get him there. I think it's. Did you uh, social media stalk him? No, I did not he, stalk see, anybody. See, but well, we, no, I meant like where where did he, where was he? You good know? question. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did anyone check out his social media stuff? Get on that, Dick. Yeah. All right. Well. But you had an so, opportunity to like get out so, there. So and... so we had an opportunity. We tried to get him there because I think it's important to the citizens of the county to be informed voters, and the best way to be informed when the general election's coming up is to have uh, open floor debates and and have the two candidates in front of you and be able to defend their issues and what they see as the vision for the county, and be able to go back and forth because, quite frankly, the the both of us, I'm sure, have great ideas. And we might even have ideas that the other hadn't thought of that would actually be good for Montgomery County. So, you know, it was really unfortunate that he wasn't there, um, but I wasn't going to back away from it. I think it's still important that, uh, that I'm transparent. And uh, I felt I did that. And I asked the questions. I thought they did. Uh, I thought Jessica Shorten from the Montgomery County Gazette did a great job. It was very neutral. She had great questions that were on the issues of the county. And uh, I really thought she did a great job. Um, so, you know, my hat's off to them for doing it. And I hope more, you know, of these forums come up. I know there's a, a few more events coming up in September. The NAACP is holding 
a forum event that they're inviting all the candidates really? to. Really? Uh, that's, I think, on the... I could have this wrong, uh, but I think it's right. I think it's on the I think it's on the 13th of September, which is a Thursday night, I think. How do you then, spell that? What's that? N-A-A-C. It was, yeah. a, it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that was a I'm good I'm not joke. surprised, Dick. I mean... I, <laughs> Quick, we have an emergency. What's the number to 911? And uh, on September 15th, the uh, newly formed League of Women Voters in Montgomery County is holding an event uh, on Sunday, or excuse me, on Saturday, September 15th, which is also the same kind of event that all candidates are being invited to and the public. So. Goodness, that darn 19th Amendment. Give them the vote and see what happens. They form <laughs> leagues and have candidates show up. What's next? Well, I will tell you this. I think it's fantastic that the League of Women Voters has reformed their chapter in Montgomery County uh, because this is a group of women who are from both parties. Uh, they, they essentially, of course, they're partisan in their own ways like we all are, but in, as, a, as an organization, uh, they are independent, I'll call it, that, that they don't endorse. What they do is they, they want to get... In, voters engaged and educate voters so that they make informed decisions when they go to the polls and vote. And I am so happy to see that they form that because I think it's really healthy for our democratic process. Okay. I found the event Montgomery County NAACP nonpartisan candidate forum. It's on September 13th at the Lone Star College building D uh, by the performing arts center auditorium at college park drive. Conrad. There you go. I did something. There you go. Am I the only person that whenever I hear September 13th, I know that that's the anniversary of the moon breaking away from the Earth in space 1999. My you, brain just goes right there. You are the only person. You are the only person. Way. No, there are, there are <laughs> others out there. I know it. I know it's September 13th because September 1399, I had a huge party because the moon was still well, there. One thing I, like, I, I dislike about forums is it's kind of like uh, going into a situation that you know it's going to be three hours long. And you're like, because that's it's what it's what's needed when it need like because when you're talking about issues and sure. talking about fair like in fairness and time and it, that's one thing I just really don't like. Depending on my mood, you gotta yeah. get in the mood to be like, yeah, I want to listen to these people for three hours talk about issues that connect to me, but not directly connect to me. If that makes sense. Well, I think it's you know I I understand that uh, you know to to be an informed voter actually takes some action on your mm -hmm. part, right? Whether it's going to forums or whether it's being. Uh, good at the Google machine and looking up all the candidates and going filtering to that sites. fake news, man. But, but I can tell you, or, or even going to uh, town halls or things like that, that the candidates hold, I hold town halls throughout the County uh, all the time. Um, I, I hold, you know, people hold house parties for me and invite their neighbors uh, because I think a face to face conversation with the candidates is, is uh, a much better way to learn. Well, it's almost like are. you tell people, hey, if you really want to be educated, go volunteer for a couple of days at each campaign and you get to see the process and see their process of because you know, everyone's kind of doing the same thing, I imagine, in a sense, but you might handle it a different way. It sure. might be a morale thing and you might get to, more sure. of a, you get to feel what's going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes, right? I mean, I, I, I have to give you know credit to my campaign team. I mean, Adam, Penny, and Betty, uh, they, are, they are the workers. I mean, they drive everything. I mean, I do work too, uh, but I wouldn't be where I am today in this campaign mm -hmm. without the people that help me uh, because it's, it's not an I thing, it's a we thing. And it'll always be that way uh, because, you know, I can't be successful unless my team is successful. So, Well spoken. Yeah, it's one of those interesting things going into – a goal it's like all right it's me running but i have these people 
but then it's also the voters and it's you know to be honest i don't know how it isn't stressful like i don't know how stress is there's like a little little nut of stress somewhere around there right oh well i'm just i'm just i'm just let you know i'm i'm just now engaged i've never had stress in my life (laughs) and now i do and i i remember talking to holly at dinner i was like is this what stress is this is unhealthy and uh, she didn't like that joke, but uh, but but I imagine I imagine that's what like just looking at everything you have to juggle, and especially it's all one day. Like it comes down to one day, yeah. And after the next day, it's literally over, and it's the next. The, what, what's next? Well, I'll say this first: the the results come out in one day, but it's a two week event when it comes to voting. Yes, voting starts April. Uh, excuse me, October twenty second, and I encourage people to early vote. Early, early, can you early, still get register? there and do it. Or it you late? can. You can register uh, until October 9th. No, October 9th. Thank you. Okay, where, where do I go register? Uh, post office, definitely. I think yep. like Kroger's, you can go to their customer service. I think You can go to, one. typically you can go to either of the party's campaign, uh, you know, party headquarters. Because I know uh, the Republican ones across the street. They have VDVRs, the Democratic and then the party Demo- ones right on Fraser. Is it on Fraser? It's it is. In, I always North wonder, Fraser. is it in that shopping center? It's in the shopping center, 17, 1712 North Fraser. What's that club like? What do you mean? There's a club in that shopping center. I always wonder what that's Oh, I don't know. I always wonder what that's like. There. I see that. I'm like, there's a club in Conroe. Okay. And it looks like a dance club. Or, I don't really know. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't Sorry, that was, cause no, I, I know. You know, I was just wondering, you know. So we are talking to Jay Stilderberg, who is candidate for Montgomery County judge. And we've got some listeners asking questions. We're going to get to those momentarily. So do, if you have questions like what the heck a county judge is or does, uh, let us know or ask questions about Jay himself. Hey, we actually answered that, uh, I think, two visits ago. So visit our archives. But look, <laughs> numbers, like, we have new <laughs> listeners. We have new well, listeners. Well, we got to tell them we record everything in HD now. Yeah, don't but... listen to us today. Just repeat what we already talked about. No, we talk about it again. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Mornings of Lone Star on Lone Star Community Radio, folks. IRLoneStar.com worldwide. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook Live HD. Yeah, we'll be right back. I was a black sheep of the family You tried to teach me right from wrong You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe And 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe And worldwide on IRLoneStar.com Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. 
From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone, addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information. Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Other since we were nine or ten together we've climbed hills and trees learned of love and abc skinned our hearts and skinned our knees goodbye my friend it's hard to die when all the birds are singing welcome back to lone star community radio it's 1019 hanging out with jay silberg for county judge so we got some questions through Facebook Live, so if you got questions while we're talking right now, please visit us on Facebook, Morning's Lone Star, or you can just email it mwls at irlonestar.com. So, uh, do you get some questions? Yeah, or do you want me I got one it? for me. Well, we got one from listener Dennis, and I know we've covered this before, but I don't think you can talk about it too many times. Uh, what do you consider the most important topics in this upcoming election, or this current election? Yeah, so again, I think the biggest issues, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, that are coming up that I want to address is the population growth that we're having in the county and how we're going to address that as it relates to public safety, flood mitigation, mobility, and infrastructure. I mean, that's a lot to me, things. that's a lot of stuff. Who do you um, hire for that? And and you can't, you know, you can't tackle everything at the same time. Yeah. You do have to, you know, um, get people, get departments working on things. I mean, one person can't do all that. It takes the entire county government to do yeah. that. Um, so you have to delegate uh, responsibilities around. That's that's what leadership is about, right? You delegate. You can't do everything yourself. Uh, and we have to prioritize what are the most important areas of the county to concentrate in, uh, what areas may have been neglected for a really long time and uh, need some attention, um, and what areas are just recurring issues, especially when it comes to flooding. I mean, we have a pretty good track record over the last three years of knowing <laughs> exactly where those areas are. We know so, I flood. So. so let's combat that. From looking at situations that involve people, do you think there's a threshold or like a percentage that issues become warranted? What do you mean? So like say one person comes with a complaint, that isn't the same as, oh, these 300 people have the same complaint. Well, I mean, obviously how the political world works, you know, be it right or wrong, um, oftentimes uh, your elected officials, and I'm just saying this as a general statement, oftentimes your elected officials will only pay attention to those things if that they get 
hounded about by hundreds of people. Yeah. If one person comes to you with an issue and nobody else comes to you with that issue, um, you know, they, they may address it in a private way, not necessarily a public way, uh, depending on what it is. Um, but obviously, the more people that address a specific issue, the more attention it's going to get from an elected official, as we've seen throughout the course of time. You know, again, whether well, that's right or wrong, I'm, I'm not saying that. Because like, um, I've been kind of watching the commissioner's court videos that you can watch online. Yep, absolutely. And I, I can't help thinking almost every time I go, is this even effective? Are these people who get their time to talk like what what's the conversion ratio of this person speaking and actually something's been done about it? Well, I think probably half the time just the person being able to speak and vent that that solves the problem. But I'm one of those nerds that I actually follow commissioners pages, their Facebook pages. And you see, you know, Mary Bob, I'm still waiting for this road to be paid every day. There's five, 10, 20 of my road's messed up. My tree's fallen down. My mosquitoes are big. You know, so, and I think that's what you are saying earlier, Dick, if you get lost in the minutia, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Mary Bobs of the world, that the bigger picture may sometimes get lost. Yes. That would affect the most, which kind of leads to the question I, I had for you next. How, how important is it, do you think, because there are four commissioners mm-hmm. and, and, and a county judge, for them to, because they have their own territory, yes. obviously, their own precinct, mm-hmm. but is it better to have kind of a, I got to look out for my precinct overall to work together, the commissioners working with each other, with mm-hmm. the judge? What, what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so of course, uh, obviously, the co- commissioners are elected in their precinct. They have specific boundaries, and of course, that, you know, for them is their priority. Those are their constituents. I mean, it, to me, that that thought process is kind of no different than if you get elected to the U S Congress, you have a district of people that you're responsible for. Um, and so, you know, the commissioners obviously have a mindset of that nature that they want the best for the folks in their, in their precinct. Uh, but in the broader picture as, as the County judge, you know, I am an at large, you know, this position's an at large position. You're responsible for the entire makeup of the County. And so you're looking out for the best interest of the County as a whole. So, you know, to me, it's incumbent on, on the county judge to be able to be, for lack of a better way to put it, a voice of reason to say, all right, let's kind of look at the, the, the broader view of, of uh, what impact this decision is going to have on the whole county. Um, maybe it's something that impacts Precinct 4, for example, could easily have an impact on the other three precincts in the county. So, you know, we all have to work together. I mean, the goal, excuse me, the goal of all of us on the commissioner's court, uh, you know, the county judge and the commissioners should be the best interest of the county is is the number one goal. And obviously there's specific things in their precincts that they're going to concentrate on. But we have to work together at the end of the day to to, to make the best solutions uh, for the entire county to keep building our county. So we can't we can't work in silos. Um, We have to work together and. You know, I think I think for, you know, the most part. And of course, we're not always going to agree. Uh, that's how life works. And that's OK. You put you defend the position you have and we'll leave it up to the vote of the court to decide what the answer is going to be. But, I, I you know, we have to work together. Cool. Uh, uh, listener also asked, how is county judge involved in traffic and flood mitigation? Do they make it happen? Do they encourage it to happen? Yeah, so uh, there's certainly uh, there's certainly with traffic. I mean, there there is certainly ways that commissioners and the commissioner's court deal with traffic. I mean, we do have uh, Precinct 3 is really good about this, actually. Um, they actually have a traffic center um, where they can monitor traffic. Um, 
and Precinct 3 is the woodlands type area. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those stoplights that have cameras on them, they, you know, they basically have an operations center where they can monitor traffic. They can control traffic lights. So when they have events at like the uh, pavilion, that they, they control the flow of traffic with traffic lights and things of that nature. So there are certainly things we can do in that nature. And of course, if anything comes to roads in the unincorporated areas and it comes to traffic lights and how they're done, absolutely the, the commissioner's court has control of that. Um, when it comes to flood mitigation, there are certain things that the commissioner's court can do. Um, they can, they can ins- building codes and those things that require permits um, to uh, build, especially in areas like floodplains. These are things that the commissioner's court can have control over. Uh, they don't need somebody above them to do it. The, the areas up near the Trinity River do that. They have a very robust program that that a developer has to actually provide an application with answering a ton of questions and doing hydro, uh, hydro, hydrology studies. Hydrology and there's certain studies. criteria they have to have. So there's a lot of things we can do. And of course, we can't do it all. So we have to work with the San Jacinto River Authority and we have to work with the Harris County Flood Control District. And, and quite frankly, we probably really have to communicate with you know the Harris County's Commissioner's Court when it comes to these flood things, because things that happened in Lake Conroe, as we well know from Harvey, devastated Kingwood. Well, Kingwood's in, most of Kingwood's in Harris County. So, you know, things things are not isolated in silos on the county level either. We now, have to work You're together. talking way too much stuff. Like, I, that sounds so overwhelming. Well, if, if I can, to kind sure. of uh, give an illustration, I'm a Woodlands boy, mm-hmm. and so the commissioner, county commissioner is James Nowak. Okay. And two of his pet projects are uh, mosquito abatement. He's he's all about get, making. No sure one's getting west now on no the woodlands on my watch. But the other one is uh, in the woodlands. You have the turn left lights that, with the blinking yellow. Oh, that's probably the probably the best thing he's ever done I, and outside was, of the mosquito thing. That think about it. It was just hey, we're, I want a blinking yellow left turn light and. Every I can't think of anyone in the woodlands who doesn't love that. So it wasn't like this huge honking. I've got to fix every mobility issue in That's the right. woodlands. It's just taking one idea and finding Making the money, it happen. finding the money for it, working, and that could inspire you know, uh, well, and matter. It, and, That's right. When these uh, things work, why recreate the wheel? Right. Mm-hmm. If they work, well, yeah. That's one thing I, I kind of always wondered is like I think I asked you the question last time was. Is there another county that's in the certain like similar circumstances that we can adopt what they've done that works? Because we are a diverse county, mm-hmm. and like I said, overwhelming is just a start of the word of describing what's going on here. And I can't imagine you you in that position as county judge, like day one, where do you start? And especially, what is there fires to be put out, or is there something that you can actually focus on building long term for the, for the better? Yeah, certainly a good turnover for, you know, whoever whoever wins in November. Is it really important with the incumbent to, to understand what's currently going on and what the status is? I mean, I go to the commissioner's court every time there's a commissioner's court, um, and I pay attention to that. But that doesn't mean you see everything that's going on behind the scenes, no. for sure, right? Um, so, so it's really important that there's a good turnover. And as far as other counties, I mean, for a lot of these things, it almost doesn't even matter if the county is so similar to ours, it depends on what specific thing we're looking to improve. I mean, there may be a county that you know has, quite honestly, 20,000 people in it, but they do the one thing, and it's like, you know what? That might work. They turn left at signals. Right. Um, <laughs> Amazing. That blinking so, yellow signal. Well, though, that's why I was kind of curious. Like, where things start project-wise, like the animal shelter, 
to me, I was like, does that always like if we start a government and you have a commissioner's court, do you guys want to have an animal shelter? And I don't think they do. So at one point, Montgomery goes, hey, we need an animal shelter. Well, how do we do that? Well, and I think, you know, I'll be honest. I think sometimes this goes back to what we talked about earlier, you know, pe you know, community engagements and these yeah. kind of things. And when people start getting in an uproar about certain things. What do you things, people need? We, then we got 3,000 My house, animals. not the flood. You're right. you know, and, and just yeah. keep in mind, as our population grows in this county and continues to grow, uh, you know, the services the county provides, uh, they're going to change because the the demand from the public may be something that doesn't exist right now. Uh, but when we have, you know, 1.2 million people in this county, uh, there may be a service that needs to be put in place um, because maybe there wasn't a need for it when we're where we are today. But maybe when we have that many people, there is. Right. So, um, you know, and these are things uh, they could be simple things, but they could be more complex things like something like a medical examiner. Um, you know, once the county gets to a million people, uh, you're required to have a medical examiner. By who? Um, so. All these regulations are put Do we out. Do know that? What it requires code. I would presume the Texas state? Health Code. The, te the state does? Mm -hmm. okay. So right now, as we know, uh, you know, if there's a major accident on the, on the road and somebody is killed at 3 in the morning, the, the Justice of the Peace is the one that gets the phone call to come out and uh, declare that person dead. That's, that's who does it right now. So it's not like they call up the medical examiner's office and send that person out because there isn't one. So the well, JPs are actually JP responsible anymore. for that. I was thinking about running for that one day, but now I don't want to get that call. It's icky. You know, so those are it's the types of... Icky. It's icky. Yeah. All right. So those are the types of anymore. things we should be thinking about and planning for right now because, you know... It's right around the corner, population-wise. right around the corner, quite frankly. So. so in your opinion, what right now is something that needs to be direct, like needs to be focused on today? Like that's like... And then I know there's other projects long-term mm -hmm. and there's so many... There's so many angles to what the county is and what it needs, and but like, what do you think? What's bleeding right now? What is there any emergency thing that needs to be? Focused well, on? I, I mean, I, I can tell you from my perspective, from a public safety perspective, um, I think the one thing that probably garners the most attention, just based on history right yeah. now, is ensuring that we are taking action uh, with flood mitigation. Okay, I think it's one of the most important things we should do because we're going to get another storm that causes flooding. It's guaranteed. When it comes, we don't know. Um, but we can't sit back on our laurels anymore and, and do study after study but not take action. That's, right? if I may, having flooded two and a half times in the last three years, it's, we're in it right now. I just renewed my flood insurance, so I know a year has passed. We're the year anniversary of Harvey. And I'm not feeling any safer well yeah I that's when the they word like, is like yeah so how do you approach there's nothing that stopping it from flooding again because you don't really know if anything works until it happens mm -hmm. and I, but i don't know if anything's been done to mitigate it already or if we're still in feasibility study phase yeah i, I don't know well, i need to go do to you, commissioner's do court you think it's also the, the hard fact that sometimes where people live it's to kind of get flooded like there's not as you can't prevent 100 percent. well you're never going to prevent it 100 so there's right um because you're talking about building permits and things like that that's right. In the past, past uh, on-air appearances, and so that got me thinking. Okay, so when do you just start saying you're uh, you're out of luck? Like that's the way it's going to be over here. Well, that's we when the federal. You. That's when FEMA comes in. Like for Timberlake's Timber Ridge, half of it has already been bought out by FEMA mm -hmm. back in the day because they're like you're not going to stop flooding. Uh, if my and what happens with that area? It's just it, it becomes a swamp. Yeah, it becomes federal property. Well, one day if they get. 
infrastructure put down. And one thing about Timberlake's Timber Ridge, it's already physically lower than most of the rest of the woodlands. Uh, if they ever want to just buy it, you know, development company or eminent domain, buy out the houses, raise them, lay the new infrastructure down and just build on top of it. You don't even have to dig. That's probably, that's my sense of what is going to happen. But does the county set that? Does the county say, yeah, FEMA, you can come into well, these areas? Well, yeah, the, it's the city engineer, or sorry, county engineer actually sets the floodplains. Okay. You know, where, and literally so halfway across my yard is between the 500 and the 1,000-year floodplain. Okay. Now, that's going to change based on new data. They're going to come out, and that's where you get the surveyors, and chances are I'll be in the 100-year floodplain or 500, you know, the whole house yeah. will be there. But that's city engineer doing that. But that well, and again, well, and, well, and again, you know, the issue here too is that you know that is my opinion of one of the things that needs to be at the top of the list yeah. and, and perhaps the most important. But there are people in this county that that will differ with me because where they live, flooding is not an issue and will never be an issue. So they they don't see it from the same perspective, right? And and that's where, you know, it's important for you know the county judge and the commissioners to work together because we have to keep the whole view of the county and perspective and, and just because one area doesn't flood and that's not the issue that they have in that area doesn't mean that flooded flooding's not an issue yeah right so it's it's about communication to, so if to i'm a if i'm a listener how can i learn more about keeping y'all accountable about this flooding thing do I, do I have to go to the commissioner's court? Do I need to listen online? Do I need to... Uh, you can certainly go to the commissioner's court if there's something on the agenda about flooding. I mean, if there's okay. nothing on the agenda about flooding, you're not going to do it, it, right? But I, it's, you know, talk to your commissioner. Set up a meeting with your commissioner. Um, you know, they should be open to you coming in to yeah, talk about something like offices. flooding. They all have their local offices. Because I'm still trying to wrap my head. We're going to take a quick break, but I'm still trying to wrap my head about this groundwater Lone Star SJRA, Groundwater Conservation District like and I, the San Jacinto I've been River seeing and hearing a lot of things about coming to vote on stuff, like we're voting for positions now, which is new. Mm -hmm. And like I'm trying to figure out the whole connection to the county and that kind of stuff because I feel like it's a big deal, but I don't understand why it's a big deal. And uh, I understand that a lot of money is involved. That's why it's probably a big deal. But more of the consequences, what happens is like if this certain person gets voted in, what's going to happen? I don't really know. I don't really know. So uh, we don't talk about that when we come back, but that's just something I'm always trying to figure out. Is that is that, is that someone the county handles? Are y'all directly connected to those two groups? Or is that something like, do you pay them money? Kind of like how you pay the sheriff's department? Or well, you budget the, the sheriff's department? The, the You know, the, like the San Jacinto River Authority yeah. is its own entity. Okay, they're right? by it themselves. It is not created by the county government. It's okay, but they do the flood stuff though, right? Of the county government. Who's the one that pushes the button for the, for the lake? That's the authority. That's the authority. Okay. All right. So that's part of your campaign, or yeah, part they of, don't they don't need county permission. They to don't do need it. They county don't permission to, to do it at, well, at that's all. That's scary. Is that not scary? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be in them on hold that. trying I, to get hold of a commissioner who's on the golf course or something. And as my house right. floods, can we learn a bit more about that when we come back? Is that something okay? Try. All right. Cool. The questions keep coming. You're Maury's Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com. We're broadcasting live on Facebook NHD. Check that out. That's a lot of fun. We're taking questions for Jay Silberg for run, for County Judge. Ron Condor's FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We're gonna take a sponsored break. We'll be right back. Now that the spring is in the air, with the flowers everywhere. I wish that we could both be there. We had joy, we had fun. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, 
The Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. The Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Fives with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vice with Soul, Miss Cece Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. It's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Now that the spring is in the air 
Welcome back to Morning Clone Store. Dick and Skippy and Jay Silverberg in the studio. 1041 on the dot. And it is already, I don't know how hot it is out there, but it's somewhere in the 80s. Um, 85 degrees. There we go. Having great conversation on and off the air. And uh, now, Jay, you're coming back in a couple of weeks, right? Yes, sir. Well, I think we should talk about the the whole the water question the flooding we got the Sanderson River Authority Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District because it's on the ballot and I think we even have a show here uh, that's water based water authority based mm-hmm. uh, put on by Simon Sakara uh, CEO of Quadvest so definitely I want to do my my research on it you may yep. know a heck of a lot more about it than me but that just doesn't work for me I need to I need to try to show other people up so we'll save that for All next right. time sounds great Does that work yeah yeah cool. So what kind of underwear do you wear? Because <laughs> we have to change. I'm just kidding. Do you want me to answer? No, you don't. I was just messing around. That was awesome. Well, we do, we do have a user question. He's talking about the commissioner's court and all that kind of stuff. And when is it? Are you trying to deflect from your underwear question, Dick? I just say it depends. Well, let's take a poll. <laughs> Let, let's let's take a poll from our listeners. So what kind of underwear? <laughs> I really want to get into this. But uh, no, we, really. We, we, yeah, we do. Have, we do have a, a question asking uh, where does the location for the court when the court meets? What's the time? And generally, how many people show up? Yeah, so the commissioner's court meets um, every other Tuesday. So they met yesterday. Okay. Uh, and they will meet again two weeks. They they occasionally have special sessions um, that they put out for pub, the public. They have to, the public has to be informed of the location, time, date, if they do a special session. Do you think they have like a WhatsApp group? What's that? Do you think they have like a WhatsApp group? All, like, all WhatsApp. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's some kind of like, well, you have groups. Do I they, don't you know. Think the they text answer. each other like, Hey, how's Thursday look for you? Oh yeah. It's cool. uh, but it's every other Tuesday. It's at nine 30 AM okay. is when court starts. It's at the, uh, Adam B, uh, Allen B Sadler building right over here at five Oh one North Thompson <laughs> on the fourth floor in the commissioner's court room. Um, and uh, it depends. Actually, the attendance really depends on what's on the agenda. They put the agenda out a few days before. To, I think it's seventy-two hours. Um, so it really depends on what's on the agenda to how many people are in the court. Okay. I mean, I can be honest. I went to the court a special session for the second public hearing for the budget, and I think there were literally four of us in the audience for that. Um, uh, yesterday at the court, the court was packed. Um, so it really just depends on, on what's on the top, uh, on the agenda for the court. But uh, again, it's it's every other Tuesday, 9.30 a.m. at the at the commissioner's court building at 501 North Thompson in Conroe. Okay. We well, should there do you like go, a listeners. live stream from there sometime. We could be the color commentary like a gol- at a golf thing. And now they're whispering. Yeah. What are they saying? They're talking about Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and County Judge leans into the microphone. That would be really that. creepy. Yeah, right? Which is why we should do it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what's your next question? I mean, you know, you got to follow up your underwear stuff. So, <laughs> Well, I think uh, oh, here, I, I what I would one. like to know a little bit more about the personal side of Jay, because we kind of, when sure. we first got you in, we talked about what your past was and things mm-hmm. like that. Going forward with running for this position, do, do you see this position making you a better person in a sense? Or is it kind of changing your outlook on certain things where it's like, you know what? I didn't realize this until I started doing this. I really hate people who drive Toyota Camrys <laughs> or something like that random. Like, okay, it's a Corolla for one. A Cor- yeah, I, I, good, good try, though. I can tell you from a personal level, this is this has been a fantastic experience. Um, I've really enjoyed going out and talking to people all around the county and hearing what their, you know, their view on the issues are. 
Uh, I love it when people ask me questions. Uh, sometimes my answer is what they want to hear. Sometimes it's not, but I understand that, uh, again, my position is not going to be everybody's position and that's okay. And if, if, you know, they have a conversation with me and give me facts and say, this is why you're wrong and they're right, then I'm always willing to change my point of view. Um, but I, I think, you know, this, this type of thing running for a public office, you know, first of all, I had to make the realization and understand, and my family had to understand that. When I decided to do this, what, what was once personal is no longer personal. Yeah. So you now like the public side. your whole life becomes public, yeah. no matter what you do. Like that and picture you took in college of you, you know, flicking a bird. Yeah, people are going to be mean, like, he kills birds. So, so whatever it is. But I, I think, you know, for me, I've, you know, when I was in the military as a military leader, you know, I had one goal in life, and that was to make the quality of life of the people that worked for me better. That, that was my goal. And make sure that when we went to war in 2003, that everybody came home alive. Yeah. Um, you know, so when you talked about the stress factor earlier, uh, you know, running running a campaign, yeah, it's of course it's stressful. You have to balance your schedule. I still do work uh, mm-hmm. a job, so I have to balance that schedule. Uh, but at the end of the day, when it comes to stress, I've seen you know I've been in much worse situations with stress. I'm not going to stress about running for public office because I'm just I have my positions on. The issues and I let the voters know what they are and then they can make a decision in November if, if I'm the one they want to represent them or not. Do you have so, any fears of being complacent at one point? Like say down the road you are successful in your campaign and especially I feel a lot of nationwide leaders, yeah. especially over in Congress and like this over there, I always feel that they sometimes are complacent with their position and it becomes like, oh, I've been in this position for 20 years because I grew up in a household, just to give you an idea, my dad always believed that when it comes to public office, you shouldn't be in office for too long of the same position. And just because you naturally humans get complacent and things don't, you're not as effective as, yeah, say, another sure. person. Yeah, and I think it's all, you know, again, I think it's about your personality. I think it's about competition. Uh, I know my whole life I have always attacked every, you know, job or, you know, a, something I've done as if I'm the underdog. Um, okay. always. And so that keeps you engaged and energized, right? I, I don't ever want to get complacent on anything because I I see what it does. And that's not just, you know, doing this campaign. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that hopefully getting elected. This is just a life for life, me, yeah. right? I mean, I, I don't like to be complacent. In my daily job, I don't get complacent um, because you're not going to be successful if you do that. So, you know, for me, this is great. I, I, I think I lear- I've learned a lot. I love to learn things from people. So I've learned a lot in this. I have a lot of intellectual curiosity when I don't know something. If somebody asks me a question I don't know, I tell them I don't know. And I, when I get home, I study. I, I look it up. I use the Google machine. And, and, and I've, you know, I can sift through the good stuff and the bad, and I can actually find the facts. And, and so for me, it's been a great experience. I... I it, it, it builds me as a person mm-hmm. um, and, and it humbles me as a person um, because I think that's what you have to have. I mean, you have to be uh, empathetic. You have to have humility to, to be able to do this the right way um, because you, at the end of the day, you're not always right. Just because you know you have people that support you and, and may give you the rah-rah, uh, you can't let that go to your head. Um, you know, so I keep doing everything I've been doing since day one when I started this thing, when I was a guy that lived in East County and no one knew who I was. So, and I take that with me every day. And, and for me, quite honestly, 
on a personal level, it's a little strange for me still when people come up to me and they know me and, and I don't know them and they know me because they saw a video or they've seen me somewhere mm -hmm. or they heard me speak, but they've never come up and talked to me. Um, so it's still a little strange for me. Um, but again, I think it keeps me humble and it, it keeps me motivated and it uh, keeps me from getting complacent. And, and I'll just say this last thing about that. This is why it's so great to see so many contested races in Montgomery County on this ticket in November, because it's been way too long, over 30 years since we've had this many contested races in a general election in this county. And I've said it time and time again, uh, contested races make for better politicians, no matter who wins, because then you can't get complacent in your job because you know somebody's going to be gunning for it the next time it's up for election uh, if you happen to win. So I think it's fantastic. Okay. Well, uh, we got to be wrapping up today's show. So what I want to leave with, Jay, is to, I want you to tell people where can they find more information, where can they see you in public. I know you have a fundraiser, I believe it's this weekend at the Southern Star Brewery. Tell, tell us about that real quick. What's yes. the details with that? Yeah, so we have a, a fundraiser uh, on Sunday at 7 p.m. at the Southern Star Brewing Company. Um, it's the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. It is Labor Day weekend this weekend. So uh, come on out on Sunday. We're going to have live music. We're going to have a silent auction. Uh, and quite frankly, if you know, if your excuse is, I'd love to come, but I have kids. We've actually hired some babysitters. So we have a place for people so they can come enjoy it. And we'll have out of sight, out of mind, babysitters I'm to, to take care of the kids and keep them entertained for an hour or so if you want to come in and join us. And obviously, there will be... Uh, beverages for people to buy if they want to we have a great spread from avenida brazil that's catering oh, that our place that's a brazilian place right yes so it's in the woodlands um so uh, you know it's going to be a lot of fun and i hope a lot of people will come you can go to so getting uh, finding out more about that you can go to my facebook page at jay stittleberg the number four county judge uh it's on the front page on the events or you can go to my website jaystittleberg.com and go to the events page and then you'll just have to go to September 2nd, and there's an event there. You got I know you have to click a few times. I apologize, but all the information is there on how to buy a ticket. Click that button. So, and, and come to one of my events, right? Uh, we try to put it, we put a, get a hold of the campaign and get on the uh, email list. We put a, every, at the beginning of every week, we put out an email with all the events I'm going to be at for that week. Um, so I encourage you to do that. And you can do that through my website. Just go to sign, you know, join us and fill out the information. We'll get you on the email list and, and you you can come to all the events that we have and know where they all are. There you Easy go. Easy peasy. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming in. Absolutely. Thanks. And, uh, folks, again, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio Mornings with Lone Star. It's 10.52. we got to be wrapping up today's show, folks. So uh, coming up tomorrow, I think we had to have a reschedule tomorrow, unfortunately, with uh, Nathan and his crew. So I think he rescheduled for Friday. So, uh, so far, we have an open slot. So, Jay, if you want to come back. We got a we got an open Unfortunately, spot. Unfortunately, I can't. We can talk underwear. I, I, when we yeah, can do well, we can do a lot of weird stuff here. I'm glad I have something on my schedule tomorrow. <laughs> You're listening, Warriors of Lone Star. Thank you so much for tuning in. We got great programming coming your way. Don't forget, we got Toast of the Town. We got Justice Blonde, which is back at two o'clock. She's going to be live in the studio, and then of course we got Rick the Reluctant Cowboy and things like that. You're listening, to Lone Star Community Radio. Morning's a Lone Star. Today's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Jay Sittleberg for County Judge. It is 10.52. It's good to see you. Good to see you, Dick. Good to see you, Jay. Good to good see, to you, see Jay. you, guys. We'll be back. Good Jim Bob. We'll let you know when we're coming back. I'll let you all know, uh, folks, about tomorrow. We're going to work that out. I'm sure we're going to have a show. We're just, uh, you know, Nathan, 
Don't do this again, okay? It hurts. We'll figure it out. It hurts. What if we move our Friday guest to Thursday and then we take Friday off? We we're not taking off. That's the problem. We have so many guests on Friday. No, sorry. Darn it, we're we're in demand. We're we're really popular. Great. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. When all the birds are singing in the sky.